All right, everyone, welcome to the Mama's Waltz podcast featuring the Ruben Vegas show. We're here today with Samuel Romero, the director of photography for this film, and also Brian Suarez, the director and writer. Howdy. What is up, people? How are you guys doing today? Uh, pretty tired right now, just kind of like about five hours of, of sleep, so... I don't know how I'm going to make it for about an hour of this. So. That's, I think that's just the life of the filmmaker. I think that's, that's true. At this point, it's just second nature now. Basically. <laughs> if, you're sleeping, you're not, if you're sleeping, you're not doing your job right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're, you're wasting time. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, what do they say? Like, sleeps for the week, right? Um, so yeah. we ta- we're taking advantage of the morning, man. Early yeah. morning podcast. Every bird gets a worm, right? That's true, yeah. You guys done a lot of podcasts? You know, it's funny you ask, because like, we've actually done <laughs> one, one with before. A, with a For dean. the previous film, no, well, well not two previous, films ago. Uh, two? Two, three? I don't know, I man. Four. <laughs> I think we've four. Done, we've, a, we've done a few things, but... Yeah, we've done a few. But Some yeah. things we're not proud of, but... <laughs> a little bit. Oh, sweet. A little bit. That's good, man. You gotta, you gotta risk it all sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and what are you guys... What are some of you guys' favorite films? Uh... My all-time favorite right now is still standing of uh, the Silence of the Lambs, and I, I, I just and it's funny because like once I showed it to a couple of friends like who had been like years of trying to get them to watch it like that same day Jonathan Demi the director of it just died I'm like God damn like <laughs> like that was just very unfortunate and that was very heartbreaking on my end since that's my favorite film so. Yeah, Jesus, you're talking about the one, the the one from the '90s, right? Yeah, yeah, with Jodie Foster. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Jodie Foster. Foster. Jodie Foster. Jodie, we love you if you're listening to this. You She's too. alive, right? You too, Anthony. She's good. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Anthony. Um, Anthony Hopkins. You have him on Instagram? No, I don't. He's like, a, he's like a piano player. Like he's always like posting piano posts, like in <laughs> his room. Fuck? Just like I'm not surprised. That dude's amazing. Wait, wait, wait. Can we curse on this or? <clears throat> I, we can bleep it out if anything. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, okay. I'm right. Like we'll, we'll, con- <laughs> we'll confirm. <laughs> Fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> the whole right. podcast. Beep 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 beep. <laughs> all right. Yeah, dude. Demos is gonna be like, "What the hell is all this beeping?" That was the whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that, was just, just, that happens when you get Sam on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude. I think for me, I have I have very very different you know approaches to when it comes to choosing favorite. I wouldn't. I don't know if I have one favorite thing you know i have i have there's this documentary i always tell people and brian's probably sick of me saying this but uh it's it's called samsara Mm. you know and it's it's 25 countries shot in like 70 millimeter film you know it's a documentary um you know it's shot in five years and it's just beautiful man there's no character there's no dialogue there's no like if you want to think about you know story in a traditional way there's none so it literally creates meaning through editing, right, and through the images. Uh, and I think they are one of the most, like, astonishing images, like, I've ever seen. You know, they, they, they get 20, 30-hour time lapses of the desert and the cities. And, and it just has, like, if you pay attention to it, you know, and, and the director says it's a guided meditation, uh, guided visual meditation, you eventually see and understand what's the story behind it. Because there is a story. It's just not traditional to what we expect. So that to me as, you know, as a human being, I think it's, it's great. Um, but also as a, as a DP, for example, I'm like, 
I'm aware of how heavy and how big these cameras are, you know, 70 millimeter film. It's like, I think it's 50, 60 pounds, you know, with the gear and all the bells and whistles. And these guys are taking it to the, like, Tibet to, you know, record, to film some monks doing a, a mandala. So to me, like, it's really, really crazy, like, as a, as a, as a tech piece, but also as, you know, like a piece of, like, art, I want to say. You know, if, if maybe this thing was created 30, 40 years ago, they would have sent it in the in the Voyager one, you know, out in space. I think that would have been highly likely. You know, this oh, thing wow. it, it speaks of of us as, as as a human, you know, like species as a as a, you know, it's our, our whole identity well, as the camera itself or the or the documentary. The whole documentary. The, okay, gotcha. Yeah. No, it it's great. You know, and then like taking it more like, you know, traditional like shows, for example, like like Chernobyl, you know, that came out recently. I yeah, think amazing. that is Love beautiful, that show. you know. Uh, I, I I had someone that I knew like saw it too, and they're like, "Dude, they took that away, you know, from you, you know, like that's a style of like cinematography that I that I tend to lean to, you know, the dark, contrasty, greedy, dirty, you know, uh, like un, uh, like sometimes underexposed and and backlit scenes." So yeah, the, the scene when they walk into the into the factory, not the factory. What's it called? What's the, the power reactor. plant? When yeah. they're when they're in, uh, knee the deep in the water, like waist deep in the water, it's just like yeah. black. The whole yeah. the whole yeah thing. yeah. And and I think it works, man. I think you know it, it it merges you like submerges you there with them. Yeah, you know. And I think that's that's when you know you have a good cinematography, you know, plan for it. You know that and this other show from from Amazon is called uh, Man in the High Castle. You know, it's like an alternative reality if the Nazis had won the World War Two. That's you know? interesting. That's pretty so cool. the U.S. is divided halfway, like halfway, literally. You know, half the East Coast is um, the the Nazis, right? The new, the Third Reich, and then on the West Coast is the Japanese. You know, and then there's this whole like that's nuts. It, it's pretty crazy and it's wonderful. It's very beautifully shot, very beautifully you know executed. But yeah, sick. Yeah, All dude. Right. Any other shows or films that stand out? Maybe recently, something that really caught your attention. Like for me, recently, the uh, I don't binge watch too many shows, but I recently caught Barry mm -hmm. on HBO. Right. It's a really. Was, I've seen I've seen some trailers, but I never got into it. Yeah, for me, I'm like I'm I'm huge on performance, so like I I love good acting and like yeah. compelling characters and stuff like that. But it's extremely like character driven, and the whole show is just hilarious. Like it's my kind of comedy. Like I, like right. I like comedy that. That after the scene ends, like a couple seconds will pass, and then you'll just burst into laughing. Like right. you'll, you'll like get the scene like <laughs> yeah, a few yeah. seconds later. You're like, oh, that's what they did. That's so funny. And then that's not that's my kind of comedy. So I, I really dig it. What's the name of that actor? Bill. Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Yeah. Oh, he was in It Chapter Two, right? Which one? It Chapter Two, right? Yes, yes. Yes. He's he's the guy. Yeah. yeah. He was in SNL. He's in a few. He's in a few things recently. I think lately he's been blowing he's been, up. Yeah, I know. I've yeah. seen his face a lot. Yeah, I've seen his face a lot. And like, he does like crazy impressions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like he's, he's he's pretty good. He's always been around, but lately he's been more like on the spotlight the yeah. last like year or two or something. That's super good. Yeah. Man. Yeah, man. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So, um, well, Brian, let's talk about Mama's Waltz. Okay. Uh, you mentioned to me originally that it was going to be a comedy. Um, could you tell us a little bit about that? So, um, I really wanted to go about the whole comedy route at first because I've never really done a comedy, and I really wanted to go ahead and and, and take that on. Uh, and I've told this to Sam before we even got started in, into the whole workshop is that 
the goal of of workshop is that I want to go ahead and at least make something that is out of my bubble, you know, like out of my comfort zone. Uh, so I really want to expand the range of my directing. I want to see what I can do with different genres. So when I went out ahead with the comedy route, I wanted to go and uh, talk to talk a little bit more about the movie. Um, it's kind of it's a very toxic relationship uh, between Kevin and his mother, where his mother is basically a devil may shiver character. Um, as Kevin is uh, a, a late teen who is about to go to college and he has childlike mannerisms. Um, so I wanted to make this instead uh, a psychological thread because the thing with the comedy route is that they're always, as I was writing it, I liked it. You know, it was actually working out, but there came to a point where there was one thing that no matter how I turned my head onto it, like, I'm gonna, it just, it just wouldn't work. Like the comedy route just wouldn't work for this, for this film. So literally in like, <laughs> in about two hours of just taking that whole script or like, or three, like I just threw that idea out the window and I just made this dark and sinister like thing that just came out of my head and just went the horror, well not horror, but it's more of a psychological thriller now. Uh, it just, it was just so much more fitting, so much more chilling to look at. And I know Sam and his, uh, his uh, cinematography skills, as he said, that he's all into the whole dark contrasty undertone look. Um, I'm like, this is gonna be, yo, this is gonna be fucking magnificent to look at. Like, I'm just like, this guy's a visual poet over here, oh you know? <laughs> so he's like the Robert Frost of cinematography. Like, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> so, so yeah, this was definitely the way to go about it and i just had to abandon it i mean even though psychological third is not even something i've touched on so in the end i'm still testing out my range and even it's funny because when i sent out the the script uh, i'm sure you're familiar with danny boy uh when he read it he's like this is something like i've never imagined you writing about and i'm just like that's the point so i'm glad that i got that point across and now it just you know the execution's mainly been done uh just gotta release it so went till December for that. Nice, yeah. You got out of your comfort zone. Do you yeah. have any 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 plans for your next film? You have a genre in mind or not yet? Uh, right now, there's there's two that I have in mind. There's one that's gonna be uh, action and crime based, and the other one's a drama with like a light comedy. Cause I never, I don't wanna. The thing is, like comedies and and horrors, like they always suffer from like the gimmick of them being a comedy and horror. And what I mean by that is that the gimmick is like either jump scares or like they're focusing too much on it being scary rather than the story itself, and it just loses focus. Same thing with comedy that they just go over and about with the whole comedic aspect of telling jokes or just making things seem funny, even though it doesn't really, you know, even though it 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 still it it takes away from the story or like it just moves away from the story, and it's just it's not appropriate, you know, and I'm very bothered by that with, with these kind of genres. So like if it's heavily influenced by comedy, I just don't think it turns out well for the most part. Some of the times, sometimes I'm like, I mean, Hey, you know, I, I'm, I've seen some pretty good comedies that it's like full out comedies and it's great. But if it's like comedies, there's those, those hints of laughter is like, all right, that's, that's, that's funny. And you're still focused and engaged with the characters and you're still following them and you're enjoying and, uh, the, the whole show. So gotcha. yeah, and not, not and not to get too off topic, but how do you how do you both feel about uh, 
how horrors are taking more of a comedic approach lately, how there's like a lot of humor now in horrors. I, I personally like it, but how do you guys feel about I'm it? Like Us, Get Out, even It, like the new It has a lot of comedy in it. Right. I'm welcoming of it, man. <laughs> it, it puts us back into a position of relief, you know? If it's always horror, it's like the whole thing, you know, if everything's golden, nothing is golden, you know? Like it's just like if, if, if we have all of it being horror... I don't think it's all going to be scary. You know, you'll probably have a few moments that's just going to stand up. But if you just have like those breaks and it's like, oh, fuck, we're getting back into it. Like you feel the suspense and the atmosphere just coming back in again. And it's just like, all right, no, funny game's over now. Like, <laughs> I mean, like these like jokes, it's like, yeah, it's serious. And then when it's like, it just flips you. It's like, oh, no, this is a joke. And it's like, oh, OK, I didn't think it was going to be a little joke. I thought I was going to like shit my pants right now or something yeah. like that. Yeah, like you, it needs like ups and downs. Yeah, like, it needs. Like it definitely that. needs. It's, ups a, it's a ride. It's a roller coaster. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Just going up forever. Like, yeah. No, <laughs> if yeah. it's if it's, it's just if it's end. just yeah. if it's just constant, I just don't think it's gonna work out that well. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Sam? You like any of those new horror comedy movies? I mean, dude, I honestly would not be the guy to opinate too much about it. Like, oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I, 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 I'll say this. I haven't really dipped my toes into horror. Okay. Uh, I've seen, you know, I've seen Get Out. I've seen... The one that caught my attention was Midsummer. Oh, yes. It was, like, very, yeah. very different to what very. I would, you know, traditionally think of as a horror film. You know, and I, I, I personally liked a lot um, Hereditary before, you know. Yeah. His previous film. Actually, Brian was the one telling me to see it. And I'm like, dude, I hate horror. Like, I, you know, like, I don't enjoy it. You yeah. Know? Like, I seriously will think about this when I'm sleeping, you know. Yeah. But like, what the <laughs> fuck did I just watch? But um, <clears throat> I thought he, he, he had a very, very interesting proposal. But I, you know, like, I don't know, man. It's not really my cup of tea. I don't think it's a bad film. Yeah. But it, 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 I think it, it's meant for a very specific audience. Gotcha. Know? I feel like some films recently have suffered of the same thing. Not, not really suffered because at the end of the day, they were aware of, of, of what the audience for those films was. Yeah. You know, what like, do you mean the same thing? Like they all go for a specific audience? They go for like specific, yeah, like they, they're set on something, in, like on some specific type of watcher rather than, you know, just like the, the overall audience with like, you know, like any of the, the, the blockbusters. Gotcha. You know, like um, once upon a time in Hollywood, it suffered the same thing, I think. You know, it was, I think if you wanted to really, really enjoy the movie, you had to be really caught up and like understand who and, and what Charles Manson did, you know? Yeah. And I, I mean, I knew who the guy was. I knew like what happened, but I wasn't too really deep into it, you know? And like, some people that knew about it too well, they were like, oh my God, this thing is great, you know? And I'm, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, Yeah, it, I don't know much like, about that, the right? Charles Manson yeah. tragedy. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, but it, but it's cool that they went into that and maybe some people got really curious after watching the film. And then, you know, maybe some awareness was created. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Because, like, I heard that the spoiler alert that apparently, um, I forgot her name, but Margot Robbie's character, she was, she was supposed yeah. to die. Sharon Tate. Yeah. But, like, she doesn't die in the movie. So that was kind of like Quentin Tarantino doing his own right. kind of retelling of that. Right. So right. A lot, I know a lot of people were pissed about that, though, apparently. Like, people that were really into history, they were, right. like, upset about that. No, and even the traditional watchers. I mean, and, and Brian, let me, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, like, I, I personally, with, like, the, you know, just normal like audience if you want to call it because i wasn't like i said aware too much of you know what happened uh i'm waiting for 
her character specifically to gain some protagonism there. Like, if you just, like, mm-hmm. feature her a little more. Like, she just kind of orbits around the story. Yeah. And nothing really happens, you know? It just stays there. Yeah. And I'm like, please show me more of this beautiful lady. Like, I want to see her more. <laughs> yeah. You know, we want Margot Robbie. Yeah. You know, and, and it, she just kind of stays in the background. And yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, it, it just depends. It depends on the audience. Yeah. Do you feel like maybe like Tarantino kept her in the film? Like, he maybe used her like a little plot device to add tension. Like, you always think something's going to happen to her, but then it never happens to her. It's kind of like a little tease. Yeah. Like, every time they show her, like, you feel like she's about to get, like, attacked or something, or something's going to happen. True, but then, true. oh, no, it's just going to be, like, yeah, I chilling. Yeah, I read something, and I'd be, like, probably totally going a different route, but I read something that, he, like, her character was sort of, like, Hollywood's and, and the whole, like, showbiz innocence, you know? Like, it's there, yeah, and damn, it's, that's like... True, yeah. You know, it's more like a metaphor for the entire, you know, thing. Like, this thing's happened, but she's, like, completely protected and unaware of this. Yeah, issues. yeah. she was, like, a country girl, too. I think she had just moved to Hollywood right. and stuff like that. And Hollywood in the 60s, like, must have been right. a completely different animal, for sure. Exactly. That's true. So, you know, it's interesting. Gotcha, gotcha. And, Brian, you mentioned, uh, back to Mama's Waltz, you mentioned uh, that the story is about a toxic mother. Uh, just in, in my opinion, I think sometimes that can be a lot worse than having none at all. Um, I haven't seen the film yet, but um, would you consider Mama in Mama's Waltz to be like the typical toxic mother? Or is she a little different? Like what, what about her really stands out to you as a character? So the thing about the mom character in Mama's Waltz is that it is in extreme portrayal in terms of like of how mothers usually pamper and nurture their children uh to a very very extreme where it's it's very restrictive of the guy of kevin that's the main character um and what it what it does is that it does kevin harm because the reason that she keeps nurturing him is also the same reason as to why she thinks of him as like as a child and why he has like these childlike mannerisms so she is the reason why Kevin hasn't been able to grow or even be independent at all. And throughout the beginning of the film, um, Kevin, it starts off with, like, we see that he has, like, a burnt hand because he tried to have, like, a cooking session with his father. And he tried to do something on his own, and it ended up resulting in a, in a, in a pretty bad burn on his hand. And we're already showing that, um, that he's incapable of doing things himself, and that infuriates him, especially when his mother calls him baby boy, as she likes to refer to him as. So it's just, it's just to further point out that it is important to care after a child, but you can't, like, you can't hover over them you know, forever. You have to just let them fly at some point. If you keep them in the nest, they're just, it's, just, it's not going to work out very well. They're, what are they going to do? You know, They're just going to be so reliant on you, and people just need to grow out of that, that, that comfort zone uh, and start growing to be independent. And in a lot of ways, uh, and I know you're probably going to ask me, like, oh, about the, the audience later, right? Yeah. I honestly think that this will tackle... Um, uh, late teens, you know, people who are heading off to college and they're already in a in a predicament of uncertainty because they don't know what's going to happen once they get there. They maybe they don't know how to live on their own and whatnot because they haven't been raised uh, properly to to do so, or or parenthood, like just to uh, to to continue on with that. You can't, you know, just nurture them your whole life. You have to let them grow on their own. You know, you can't 
take the steps for them. They have to learn how to walk on themselves. So, and I'm hoping that the ones who take the most out of it is actually our, our film program, because as Sam and I were talking about the, the other day, there's a lot of people here that I don't think they've, they've come to face the reality that after this, that's it, you know? <laughs> like, it's gonna be extremely more difficult, you know? And if you haven't taken the necessary steps to do that already, then what's coming after you after you get a graduation, uh, after, after you get a diploma is gonna be a nightmare if you haven't just done anything about it to prepare. So it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's the going away, literally. Like Kevin in the, in the film, he's going away to college and we are leaving from college. And I really hope that, you know, a lot of people from, from our program is able to, to, to relate to that, that they don't know what they're going to do after they graduate. I know there's a lot of people that probably feel it or they don't know it yet. You know, they haven't thought about it, maybe. Uh, but that's reality and reality is coming. And I hope people are aware of that. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to hijack your like position right here cuz I have a question actually. Yeah, go for you it. You know like they usually say like a lot of scripts are written by your own experiences and your own, you know, person. I mean, you literally write about the things you know and then you you know have interest in. You know, so I guess my question would be how much of this script comes from your own experiences and your own like, you know, like emotions, you know, if if you want to talk about it. Right. So all right, so disclaimer, my mother's actually a wonderful person. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. She's a nice lady. That's good, that's good. I feel like maybe the <laughs> listeners are probably thinking, I'm yeah, like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. like, like, I have whip marks on my back. <laughs> yeah. shit. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> no, my mom's just like, you know, your typical loud Hispanic woman who can, you know, the chancla and, and all that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. chancla has she, has she seen or does she know what the she, movie's about? She doesn't know. I'm scared to show her. She has no clue? <laughs> right. Oh, right. This is my not God, that's funny. This is not, not helping your argument. Yeah, then. it's not helping. <laughs> the image of my mother sorry mom but <laughs> she, she understands you know she does you know i had to tell i had to tell a story i had to tell something relatable so i decided to do this however there was at least some point i mean we've all been oh at least i hope so uh just for growth purposes uh through a rebellious phase in our lives where we felt like you know we could just do whatever the hell we want and i've certainly have and still probably am uh doing those you know rebellious uh actions so there's obviously moments where like the parent has to put put the foot down and especially at a young age let's say like eight because i remember i used to talk a lot back you know i used to talk like talk back, talk to, back to my mom and man wham <laughs> let, me, oh, man. let me tell you man like it got it got rough i mean it was never like anything abusive or anything yeah but, like it was just like that nah, it it's like throwing haymakers it was like it was like what a child would picture jail to be like and at a household like <laughs> oh my god but this is when you like, like, it, when you like know i'm thinking you about it up, yeah yeah you know it's like it's like right now i'm experiencing ptsd like yeah. just thinking about it man he's, I'm he's just a writer like, he's exaggerating he's drama <laughs> yeah, right now so i just, I just, I just took that little concept and i just exaggerated it with like some things that we could probably relate to so gotcha. yeah That's i cool. love you mom <laughs> how do you guys feel about about uh, uh parents hitting their kids think it's necessary think it's a case-by-case basis it's uh, all right i i i yeah i will yeah that's a that's a that's a 2019 that's a great, like, all right. today's world uh, all right <laughs> so everyone's sens- everyone's sensitive <laughs> as fuck man yeah yeah i know we're everyone's yeah, sensitive yeah, definitely so, 
I mean, obviously, you can't go too extreme about it. I don't think there should ever be any bruises in a child. Or like, if it comes to like like a light smack on the butt or something like that, like you know, yeah. I, or at least has Hispanic moms or dads will call it pow pow. Yeah, you know? pow pow. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think I think it's necessary. I don't think it's the. I also, I'm a true believer in that pain is a great lesson. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great te- it's a great teacher sorry pain is a great teacher um so i mean i turned out all right you know <laughs> so, well, some people may argue some people yeah, argue. Definitely, so, definitely. But, you know, it's about you turning out all right I, mean, <laughs> I don't think you did but you no know, i mean man. and but i'm thinking about it like if i were to have kids i don't think i would i don't think i would hit them i would definitely give them a harsh lecture because i think words can be more painful at times than any physical damage and I've, <laughs> I mean, I can talk from experience. I think the biggest pain I've ever experienced is usually, it was actually from a couple of words and I will not disclose that. Yeah. No, I, oh, look, I, I'll tell you this. I think my parents have like, my dad has never hit me ever in my entire life. And my mom, I, I can recall the exact moment and the exact time when she slapped me once, you know? And um, I don't know. I, I, I think he has never really been... In, like you know something that they did you know they they grew up being you know like you know not i want to i don't want to say abused but you know um their parents usually sometimes like hit him or something you know like nothing crazy just like the usual to who sorry to my parents your parents my your parents were, my grandparents who my parents gotcha okay, yeah gotcha, gotcha so you know like i th- I think they didn't want to pass on that you know tradition and i think the whole like status quo from them was like okay no let's not hit our kids you know, let's try to talk to them, just like Brian. And I have to agree with, with, you know, like sometimes the words when they sit you down and they're like, listen, this is wrong because of this, 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 you know. And, you know, like the kid hopefully, you know, is smart enough to to understand what the consequences of their, their actions were, you know, and what could possibly go bad or even worse in, 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 in scenarios like this, you know. So I really think like I should like, keep on with this this thing you know i'm not opposed to like slap you know here or there when you know whenever they need it you know i guess yeah like imagine like your son's like cursing at you in the supermarket and he's, right like, like eight years old he's like fuck you dad like, yeah i would right. be tempted to super yeah you'd be tempted <laughs> yeah tempted. of course you will hang him by that. the balls and you know whenever you get home <laughs> but but i don't think that's the way to go you know yeah, like viol- like we, we we've seen that violence inside violence you know and i don't want to sound like a like a like a fucking hippie you yeah. know from the 60s <laughs> but um you know that. i think love is all the way you know it's it's much more effective than than you know than violence and at the end of the day you know i've heard like people like resent their parents not knowing just because you know they they got hit you know during their childhood and, and that that's not something i would have exactly like my kids think about me you know like i want to be the support not the you know the enforcer and executioner you know gotcha yeah i can't even think of a moment where violence comes out with a positive outcome right yeah not right. extremely rarely like my mom had like a short fuse but it was always like extremely um not spontaneous because i usually i deserved every time i got hit i know i deserved it <laughs> but um it would never like she wouldn't know like oh i'm gonna hit him today like i think that's when you're insane like you're crazy yeah. but it was always like in the moment like i, I would do something really like talk back in a really fucked up way and then i'd be like oh yeah i probably deserve that like yeah. i would literally go up to her and apologize like hours later I'd be like hey mom i fucked up like, yeah 
Yeah, but and but then no, you but get I, hit again because of you yeah. cursed in front of. <laughs> no, but but uh, but no, I I would try to avoid hitting my kids if I if I could, but um, but yeah, I don't know if I had I my, the genes. <laughs> I mean, you can, yeah, you yeah. can. I, I, like I'm not. Yeah. That's not. That would never be plan A. But like, I don't know if my 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 kid is just like the biggest hot head ever, and like, you know, I'll probably do like a, a you know a spank, you know, something. But, but I minimal, think something that, very minimal. Like if they got to that yeah, point, got, exactly, it's because you allowed it it's to be. I, I mean, true. it that's sounds true. like I'm like six years old and I have no, raised I like three kids, but you know, like I I I think this is the way. I you agree. Know? I'm not a parent, so I'm, I yeah I don't, exactly. I don't We're know just shit, talking but shit yeah, right now. I'm just kind of yeah. winging this. This is theory. This is you know philosophized. That's a good point. Like you you let your kids become assholes. Like you can't you can't let your kid become a little asshole. Right. Yeah. You gotta raise them. No, and you know what else I think the problem is? Um, it creates this sense of insecurity in people, you know, in mm, kids. That's you true. know, they grow up to be this like, Oh my god, I'm scared of this, I'm scared of that. Not necessarily like flinching to everything, but you you create a sense that okay, if I do this the wrong way, I'm gonna get punished by it, you know, and then they become afraid of facing their bosses and they become afraid of like you know defying authority professors boss yeah exactly authority figures exactly and i'm not and i'm not saying you should right like you know yes anarchy let's go you know (laughs) but sometimes i think it's important to question i mean i think it's important to question everything at every moment you know not necessarily question it verbally but think about it you know and then people that that are afraid of what may happen you know i mean it's just it's a fallacy, you know? Like, if you just go and assume, like, oh, don't do this because this may happen, well, I mean, maybe we won't, you know? And yeah. you, you can't just, like, live on the what if, you know? So, I don't know. I think it's 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 not the way the way to go. Gotcha. I, I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. I could really use a beer right now, honestly. Yeah, yeah right? That'd be pretty Bro, it's, 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 <laughs> ten, it's 10.20 a.m. I guess it's Did five in. Yeah. <laughs> it's just five in Germany, right? right? Yeah. I can do oh, it. I could be like the new, you know how like four twenty is, is right. that? And then oh, ten twenty could be beer. Talking about beer and Germany, and then it's Oktoberfest soon, that's man. Right. You gotta, oh, that's right. You gotta that's make right. a pl- pilgrimage. There's literally, yeah, like a week, a couple weeks. The Mecca. The Mecca. I went to one of those once. It was a good time, man. It was in, like in Germany? Brief. No, no, not oh. in Germany. It was like oh. a fake one in Miami. Mm. Yeah, it was like some made up one there. Yeah, it I want to. What, what's the name of those things? Like the big, like, um, they have a name, man. It's like they wear the little German outfits. No, 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 but but the the mugs, the, oh, like the, um, the fucking. I have has a name. Too. Has this like very specific name. I remember when I had first started drinking. Like I started like my partying phase pretty early in life. But I remember when I first started drinking, my my good friend of mine had a this giant glass boot. <laughs> so we would all the das boot. That's all you need to boot, say. Das boot. das boot. It was crazy. That's man. wonderful. We man. would always get like I, for some reason like like everybody we got like we had a Heineken phase that we just loved like I don't oh, even drink Heineken God. now. At all. I hate Heineken. But there was like a phase where like for two months we we're just buying Heineken. So we'd just fill it with Heineken all the oh, time. Oh my God. Yeah. You get those little barrels that they sell, you yeah. know, like oh, oh that's so yeah. nasty, bro. Dark times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh But good but good ones. Dark good time, but good yeah, ones. Fun fun times <laughs> and those bad times. But um, but yeah, man. What what would you guys say is um your process? I know you guys were in different positions on the film, but uh, so it starts off with a beer. It starts off well, with a beer. Well, <laughs> <it>, revolutions, revolutions. <laughs> yeah, you know, connect. You know, it's for our free flowing ideas. We just gotta let loose a little, and then you know we go ahead and about the process. I, um, yeah. So either it was usually be probably like 
after or during like a Starbucks meeting or we'll go to a hookah but, session. But I think, I think, yeah, I think you started like too late in the process because I think the process starts when he's like, dude, I have yes. an idea. Oh, okay, yes. For a script. Okay. And right. I'm like, so that far back into the front. Okay. Yeah, yeah. like the no, first step. First step. All right. Baby step. What one, triggered that? It's idea? like, yeah, like it, <laughs> he's a maniac. So he just this come up true. to me and be like, I have an idea, dude. And I'm like, okay, what is it? I want to do something about fill in the blank, you know? And I'm like, oh, that sounds cool, man. Yeah, let me know when you have a script or something, you know? I'm down to shoot it, period, yeah. you know? Like, fast forward maybe a day, maybe a week, maybe a month. I don't know, you know? Like, it, it always takes different times, you know? But then he sends me the first draft, and I read it, you know, and I throw suggestions. You know, I'm not a writer, so I, I really don't know a lot of what I'm talking about. But I go off of emotion, off of what I know from films, you know? And I've been doing this for, like, I want to say, like, three years now. So it's like... You know, I, th I think I could maybe suggest something, you know, and then he works on it, you know, um, and, and, and yeah, I mean, I think, you know, eventually he gets to the point where he's happy with it. And I'm like, all right, man, if that's the script you want, this is the script we shoot, you know, and then beer. You know, yeah, <laughs> and, and do you do that because he's your friend? Because I, I was I was actually going to I didn't want to cut you off, though, because I got a lot of times where people that like. People that aren't really like that, they know me, like they see me like one time. Right. Kind of not even from school, like people from like randomly that I met at a party, they'll be like, oh, I know you do film. I got this idea. Right. But like, oh, I'm like, oh, do you have like a script? Or do you have like a, like a, like a paragraph, a right. synopsis, anything? He's like, no, I just got like this, this idea, You're like right. three words. And I'm like, oh, maybe you can like add to it. And like, and like, I'm like, bro, I, like, I don't have time, dude. I have like yeah. six classes. Like, I work, no. I do this, I do this, I do this. You know what? Like, but if it was a friend, it's different. But if it's like some guy you barely know, but they know you do film just because from what you post right. and all that stuff. Yeah. Like no, I, I've look. I've started to like turn down a lot of those because I just simply have like a ton more shit to do. Yeah, man, it's tough. Um, like you can't just sit down with every single person that right, wants to like right, like, shoot like, ideas. And yeah, riff, shoot like, something and do something. Yeah, like everyone wants to do a fucking web series for YouTube now. Yes, every, like yeah. look, you know, like if you want to do like you, like the Ruben show, yeah. that's fucking great. You yeah, know, because you can do it by yourself. Yeah. Exactly. You don't need I'm, like, I'm not gonna bother anybody. I'm just gonna do this shit for fun. Like exactly. You need a 20 people. Then you know, yeah. you've got people that. Oh, I have no budget. I want to do 20 episodes yeah. in a month. And it's like, <laughs> are you fucking out of your mind? You know? Yeah, dude. Yeah. But um, no. I think the suggestion part I, I give to everyone. You know, I have. Yeah, this, you can try. Yeah. I have this theory that you can literally say anything to anyone if you say it as a question. Okay. Yeah. It's like, oh, do you really think that beard looks good on you, man? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, uh, yeah, man. You know what? And, and you know, it doesn't sound mean. You know, it sounds like you're actually yeah. quite like. So I do that. You know, I ask like even if I think the scripts are really bad. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, dude, maybe I, you know, I try to improve it. You know. Yeah. At the end of the day, is if that's what they want, that's what they will go for. You know, I feel like if you are set on something, you're not gonna let it go. You know, and if you feel like there's a chance for improvement, maybe you will, you know. So so I do that for every project that I try to be in, gotcha. but I don't push for it. You know, yeah. like it, I, if they don't want to do it, then that's fine. It's your story. I'm just a DP for this. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, I think I think at the end of the day and, and, and we always say this, it's like it's a project. You know, it's yeah. not it's not me. It's not him. It's not the money that we'll make of this. It's like the. You know, the project. And if the project's good, everything will come right after Definitely. that. You know? I agree. No, especially if you're in the project. If it's, like, a, a collaborative effort, of course, you want to make, like, you know, suggestions. But like you said, like, you don't want to yeah. change the story completely, yeah. but just, you know, add your... Right, right. Add, mm -hmm. you're t and, and, and that's that's film, you know? Yeah, to, to, definitely, definitely. It's a collaboration. I agree. You know, people. 
Mm-hmm. What about Brian? I don't know if you. What was your process again from the beginning? I don't. I think we we got a off tangent. For yeah, a we we gotta edit this <laughs> like in a capsule. Yeah, you know? just like a side. What, what would you say? Is so, you, or, did, or did Sam hit it on the on the head? Just. Well, for the most part, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like basically, it would just be like that. So, uh, Sam and I, when when I show him the script, and I'm like, all right, dude, I'm ready to to start doing like a shot list out of this, right? Then him and I will meet up, let's say at Starbucks or 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 get somewhere to get a beer at his place or my place doesn't matter, or we'll even go to a hookah session and, and do a hookah <laughs> session. Uh, and, it's a and, lie, mom. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and you guys, your throats don't get like, dude. The, like the three times I've done hookah, I can't talk like the next. Oh, day. this guy, this guy dies on me every yeah. time. Like, oh, I do. Oh, my chest, dude, my like, chest, dude. I can't. Like my lungs I'm compress every baby smoke. Lungs. Like, yeah, I'm dude. I got some way. baby lungs. Like, yeah, you <laughs> no yeah, man. man, you get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not even gonna pray. Like we'll just bury you deep on if I if I <laughs> if I say something. But um, no, you know what? Okay, so we do get together, but I think on the first day we don't even have a script there. We don't even have. By this point, I already read it a few times. Okay. So I know it. I mean, I don't want to say like you know it by like the back of my hand because I don't. Yeah. But I I you know the key point. Key but point. I know exactly. Like I know I could tell the story. Yeah. You know. And the first day, it's always like, all right, man, where are we going with this? What do you, what do you see? What do you feel? And I, and I ask him, and I try to get as much of his vision, you know, because at the end of the day, my job as a DP, I think, is to translate, you know, whatever's in that paper to something you can see, you know? And I always say this, too. Like, if, if the director is happy, I am happy, you know, because... Dude, there there may I, there may be something that I'm not fully crazy about because it's not the, the the stuff that I would go for. Yeah. But if at the end of the day everything's said and done, and the director's happy, I'm happy. You know, because because yeah. that the project was for them. You know, I'm an asset in in in, in the process, and I understand okay. that. So it's it it's not about me. You know, like oh yeah, this is beautiful. You know, a a beautiful film doesn't necessarily translate into a good film. Yeah, you know, and I, I'm, I'm pretty sure we can cite a hundred examples right now. Yeah. You know, so sometimes it's more about the story and what it transmits and what it says, rather to, you know, like it looking pretty. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's something. And I always at the end of every shoot with Brian and with every other director that I work with, it's like, are you happy? You know, yeah. are you that's happy true. with this? They're like, yes, perfect. Or if they say no, all right, what are we not doing? What what am I not doing? What can we improve? How do we get this to a yes? Gotcha. So so yeah. So yes. Going back to it. Um first day we just got together and we just talk. And I'm like, Oh, I see this sort of like a little bit of this and a little bit of that and like what do you think? And I'm like, dude, it could be great if we do this and we just start spitballing. You know, we're like, oh, la, la, la. We're, okay. And then we settle on something and then I tell them, Okay, this is what we need. You know, you want it clean, you want this, you want that. Let's go with Master Primes. Let's go with Supreme Primes. Let's go with some very clean, spherical glass, you know? Gotcha. Or you want this dirty. Let's go with some, like, 1960s anamorphic lenses that will distort the whole image and it will be crazy. You yeah, know, is like, it like that faded look a little right, bit? Right, right. I mean, there's, there's, you know, I like that's what I love about lenses and everything. It's like every project, you know, calls for something different, you know, and... and Usually rookie DPs, you know, you don't really pay attention to, like, that stuff too much. Because like, you're too caught up in trying to make something that looks okay, Yeah, you know? Like, you're focused more, maybe more on the shot, I guess. Right, like this, right. Like, that you lose, like, you don't get to see the full picture yet. Yeah. Yeah. 
once you you know get far enough and then you understand the look and you understand what the person wants um i think you can find something that serves the narrative of your project a little better you know why do some stuff looks better than something else you know because because a lot of like, care was put into creating that image you know not only the dp but you know the, the the gaffer and the production designer and you know everyone else sort of like jumps in and like you know gives the best that they can give you know so so yeah. uh, uh, it looked awesome brian brian uh i have him in a business class mm. a film business class and uh, he showed us some screenshots yesterday. That was from Mama's Waltz, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it looked really nice, man. It looked really, really cool. Thank I was you. gonna ask you guys how you guys came up with that, but you kind of touched up on it just yeah, now. Yeah, we we can with talk the lighting about it. and the wind, the blown out windows, and like it's, right. it kind of has like a dark, gloomy yeah. vibe to it. Yeah, yeah, we we can talk about it after we wrap the the process thing. We've been taking a yeah, long yeah. time, <laughs> but um. Yeah, more like how did you guys decide on on like the the look of the film? Exactly. Well, I mean. So, I mean, we basically, I, I knew that we, since I told uh, Sam that why <laughs> this original comedy was just going to be flipped upside down with a dark, dark undertone, immediately, like, it, it felt like we were just putting, like, two puzzle pieces together. It's like, he got it, I got it. Like, we, like immediately, it was just like, I, we already know what look we're going to be going for. So, since I knew that we were going to be playing with a lot of shadows in this film, uh, that we, we, we really needed to also create... Uh, it also create created a uh, this gloomy and eerie uh, atmosphere, and since it's already indoors, that actually helped out with uh, the the isolation of the characters. So, the whole blowing out the windows is just to show that there's no information outside, and it also creates that nice that nice lighting that that it seems almost like grim. Really, it's. Uh, yeah, it felt like they were in their own world. Like that house was like right. There right. was nothing. I was, exactly. I was, I was, exactly. Yeah. I was exactly. Yes. We were, so that was the point of it. We didn't want any information to come from the outside through the windows. We didn't want to see that like what's isolation. Important, what's isolation, important is yeah. what's in. Right. Exactly. Now. No. And, and and like I think just continuing on on that point. Like I like we talked about. And I remember I I, I told Brian like dude like this is really like the guy is like going somewhere that he doesn't want to go. Mm -hmm. And there's like a monster in this place, you know, and the monster is a mom, you know, he's scared of this creature and, and he has to face it. It sounds like the dragon guarding, like the doorway kind of do like exactly. he can't leave. Like yeah, like the dragon exactly. in a way or something. Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, like good and great cinematography gets separated by, you know, does it give you, does it move the story forward or is it just a shot that tells you something, you know? Yeah. Like, is it, is it emotional and, and do you kind of get it? You know, and then those those stills that you were talking about, that's when he first sees her. You know, she's almost like in the dark, you know, she's in a cave and, you know, being backlit by the sun. And then it's this like outline of a little person, you know, of a little woman. She turns and, and you can see her face, you know, like underexposed and like you're trying to see what's up and you're trying to see what to understand. And it's like, it's scary, you know, like it's a scary, you would I'll put it like this. You wouldn't like to be Kevin at that point. <laughs> no, you know, you no, would not, not like to be Kevin there. Uh, so I think the whole like backlighting her and like underexposing and like playing a lot with the shadows serves that purpose, you know? Um, and there's a bigger arc too, you know, and this is done now. I, I shot it neutrally, you know, I call it like I white balanced neutrally. Um, when you say a bigger arc, what do you mean? So there's a visual arc okay, to the whole thing Gotcha. that is done now in, in color correction. Um, and also, I mean, the way we shot it, really. 
But um, it starts and it's it's blue and gloomy and it was cloudy, thank thankfully, right? So it starts very very blue, right? Well, not very blue, but like very cool, you know. And then you sort of feel this like absence almost, you know, this really like gloomy image. And then he gets to the house and he sort of progresses on this until we get to like you know the 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 characters begin to change and the color and the mood begins to change. So we go from cool from to to warmness, right? To like this warm almost like golden light at the end of the of the story, you know? So the the whole color scheme goes from cool to warm, changing from you know like mirror like 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 a metaphor also for the for the characters, you know, they start very cold and very like gloomy and they end up being very warm and very affectionate, you know? Like it's something like this whole change takes place, you know, visually. And you may, like, the goal is for you not to realize directly, but you feel it, you know. It, it sort of makes you feel warm at the end. And you're seeing this, like, golden colors and golden tones. And you're like, oh, wow, this is, you know, this is pretty, you know. Gotcha. Um, so do they, they both learn something in the end, you think? I would, I would, I would assume so. Yeah. I mean, if it's a good story, then, gotcha. then, yeah. And I think it is. So I think they do. Gotcha. I don't want to say too much on the ending. <laughs> okay, like, okay, so let's avo- yeah, let's avoid yeah. spoilers then. He di- he dies I'll, though. I'll, I'll he dies. <laughs> Everyone dies. Everyone the, man, the house explodes. <laughs> Asteroid hits it. Yeah. But um, yeah, no. I mean, we I could literally talk cinematography for like this entire like three hours, yeah. man. You know, <laughs> yeah. but and one, if you, if you if you had to have done something differently, what would you have done differently? If you can go back now and just. I mean, it depends. Do I have the same resources or do I get yeah, new yeah, shit? Say, 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 say the budget went up a little bit, a little bit. Okay, like... A um, couple thousand went up. A couple thousand. <laughs> and uh, offer cinematography. Oh, man, this <laughs> is <laughs> sexy, man. Oh, uh, whoa, 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 location, you know? I mean, location. <laughs> location. Okay, okay, we'll do it for both you guys. So if he had, two, he had like 2,000 extra for like just straight up visuals. 2,000. Man, got, that you doesn't get you a lot. But but I, I mean, I could, I could do good with it um probably get a, a like a fisher you know a dolly so i can get more specific movements that at some point i wanted but we couldn't fully get because it's very complicated to yeah. move the camera up and down you know you can tilt and you can pan all you want you know you can even put it on the on the doorway dolly and move it sideways yeah or forward but the vertical movement is very tricky to get you know, and you need something very specific. Yeah. And this doorway dolly costs like I don't know, like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Jeez, dude. But you know, to rent is like three hundred and something. Okay. You know, okay, so you rent it for like two days. Yeah. Oh, that's six hundred bucks. <clears throat> awesome. And we get this good, you know, motions. Um, I would maybe would have gotten like a few other like more powerful lights. You know, like a like a four K and a six K. I I think I wanted that sun to come in a little more, you okay. know, and, and those HMIs, the, the M18s didn't fully give me all that I wanted, yeah. but I made it work, you know, like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta towards do the direction. You got. Exactly. So, I, I mean, with that budget, that's it, you know, yeah. if you want to talk like unlimited budget, yeah, yes, yeah. let's get a techno crane and let's get like, you know, an like 18K <laughs> and an yeah. RE Max and, but yeah, I think overall, like there's not a lot, I mean, I would get it just because it would be nice to get it. But overall, we had what we wanted and what we needed. You know, yeah. uh, we wanted to shoot with, uh, with cook at, like not cook anymore, cook. You know, lenses with the S fours. 
Um, we were also going to get an Alexa, too, at the time. Right. We were trying to get an Alexa, and then we had everything ready to go. We had a crazy good package. And because of some bureaucracy and paperwork shit that was beyond us, right? There was nothing we could do about it. Uh, we couldn't get it, you know? So we had to source something else. We had, I had to find, like, a, like, another red because the one from school was taken. So, you know, we got an Epic, and then we got the, the set of cooks, you know? So we got the S-Force. Uh, for the people that don't know, these lenses, each one is worth, like, around $20,000, $25,000 each, you know? So we had a set of four lenses, and they're, they're beautiful. They're, you know, organic. They're, they give you the look of, like, you know, really high-end production. You know, they're, I want to say, like, they're the go-to lens. If you don't, don't want to choose, you, you just choose whatever for me. Yeah. They would go for that. You know, it, it's creamy. It's, it has a beautiful, beautiful lighting, um, like, 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 focus fall-off. Um, that with addition of the filters that we used, you know. There's this thing called ProMist. Um, it gives you like that halation and that like washing out. You know, it softens your image. Yeah. So I don't know. Like you, you, you've probably seen this. Like some videos look very much like video. It's like yeah. sharp and it's like it's too digital. You know, and this filter sort of like diffuses that a little better and it helps you like take that away. But it also gives you this very nice characteristic of like horror films where like the light has a glow to it you know and the characters have a glow and everything in that window sort of like the light wraps around the characters you know gotcha. so the 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 s4s are very clean lenses with in combination with this um promise filter i think they work beautifully i think it works with our narrative like a lot um it gives you this eerie feel that I don't think we would have gotten without that filter or that lens combination for that matter. So I think it worked. I think it worked really well. You know? Gotcha. All right. I, I wanted to get to, to your, to your uh, what would you have done differently really quick? But I, just one more follow-up question since we were talking about that. Do you have like, say like hypothetically, if you had uh, like a chance to shoot like a series, um, do you have like a specific, uh, do you have like a favorite look that you'd want to go to like you know like you mentioned like you like the soft look but you also like do you not not like the digital look ever or is that something, like you'd you're open to it depending on the yeah i would prefer something like like dirty and and you know stylized i think that i i i got contacted by a by a director not so long ago he's like dude it's been really hard to find dps that have a very stylized narrative look you know because they that in miami it seems to be like a <laughs> like a, yeah like a lot of, of of music videos and a lot you know, of I'm contrast not, like heavy cut, yeah like a lot of like neon colors and yeah. you know i'm not i'm not against any of that yeah you know but like there's too much of it maybe yeah i feel like sometimes it feels just like too poppy to like oh you know like there was a time and i think it, it's dying off right now but Everyone had like uh, quasars, you know, like the lights, the little tubes that look like lightsabers in the shot. Yeah. Everyone, <laughs> every fucking single one had it. Yeah. And I'm like, man, like, can't, can't you think of something like a little different? You know, so I, I've, I've tried to stay away from that. And I think I have. But, you know, going back to your question, I think like I, I like that style of like, I just want something that looks like you're there. You're looking at these people. Like you're one more of them, 
Yeah. Or like if the story calls for it, you are the, the, the person, you know, you're living that story. Yeah. You know, and then I would I would definitely lean for that. Like a dirtier, you know. Like if I if I it's funny because if, if you get old lenses, they're already like they have those characteristics built in. You know, they they're they're milky, they're you know, they're soft. But if you get a new lens, you know, like the Cook S4, it's re- like you know, technically re- like new. Um, it's very clean and it's very sharp and it's very you know it's nice. It's not overly sharp, but it's it's very nice. I like to dirty those up. You know, I like to throw more glass in front of them. You know, um, there's this trick that you know I think they do in, uh, in the Godfather. Um, they 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 use. Um, like amazing a stocking. movie by the way yeah no they use a <laughs> stocking from uh from like a like a like a woman and they put it in front of the lens you know and it serves as diffusion oh that's awesome yeah yeah they they it's crazy they, they've done some crazy you you rub some like grease or like vaseline on the lens and then they get like some crazy like i know this sounds crazy and i would never do it yeah but it sounds you know like people like resorted to every like crazy idea like you, you know you would never know all to break that image, you know, you want it to feel, you know, like your, your day-to-day life, you're not looking at everything, like, perfectly, you know, there's always, like, this character of, like, there's life to yeah. everything, you know. Do you remember what scene that was? What scene was that? Where they used um, for example, they use it in the office, when they're inside. With the dawn? The, the, main... the beginning of the, the Godfather 1. Oh, really? Like that, if you can notice the window, right, it has, like, this, like, glow to it, too. You know, or you go outside and every highlight is like, it's like, yeah. you know, super bright. Right. You know, it sort of like accentuates the difference between the inside of how dark this place was. Yeah. To how bright the, the exterior was. Gotcha. You guys um, prefer Godfather 1 or 2? I like 1. 1. 1. Oh, yeah. oh sweet. Yeah. 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 Oh, nice. Yeah. I My kind one. of people, man. Yeah. I love 2 also, but yeah, 1, just, it's just something about 1, man. It's something yeah. about 1. Like, yeah, I would have said 3 just for shit no, to <laughs> No. Oh, okay, Brian. Let's let's uh, let's go to you. Um, let's 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 be nicer with you. Let's say you have your your five times your budget. <laughs> I only gave him a couple oh, thousand man, bucks. That's yeah, so five unfair. times your budget. What would you have done differently? You, you mentioned location. Would you gotten like a better a better yes, spot? Definitely a better spot. And then I would have definitely gone in the whole uh, art department and just see if I can add more antiques to give it that that almost like that old grandma house look. Oh, okay. Just gotcha. to go that more approach, just to make it even more like, ugh, like unsettling, really. Because um, like we, we, I mean, we just took like a modern home and we designed it as like the best we can, and it came out great, you know. Yeah. Well, of course, if I if I could choose otherwise, obviously I would. I think, and that know. would that would make my job way easier because I always like a small I, place. Small I always want to kill this fucking guy because he gets his locations with white walls and like it's it's you know like oh damn yeah that that's be tough. Uh, pay attention to like <laughs> the next film you watch you know yeah. in the theater. You won't see a goddamn white wall ever, you know? Like, if you see it, it's in the back. And if you see it, it's, like, very, like, underexposed. It's very well controlled. And that's what, you know, like, if if there's any students listening to this shit, dude, (laughs) please don't blow up your fucking white wall. If you see a white wall, like, point a different direction, dude. You know, keep that to your story. (laughs) 
Like, don't show fucking white walls. So what are ideal? Like, what are the like the walls where the room we're in is like kind of like a beige, right. kind of like off white looking. Yeah, thing? That, that, that would work. And these things, like the acoustic things, like they just break it up like yeah, very nicely. Yeah, adds a nice little. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I never thought of that. White walls are, are the devil. Yeah, the white. Film, I mean, right? white. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, the white walls like of emptiness. You know, yeah. throw a fucking picture of yourself in there. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. Just break it up. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. Either that or like the black holes in the frame. You know, like some doorway that they didn't mm, light, gotcha. and then it's just like if it's not purposeful, it just feels like you were lacking like lights, or you just didn't care enough to put a light in there. Yeah. So I think like all this sort of like you know. It, it it helps and and it, it's taking me a long you know it, it has taken me a long time to like realize and break it down and and it's funny because when I'm home and I'm watching a movie and my dad's like oh you you know you, you you I don't know you didn't wash the dishes or something I'm like no man like I'm I'm studying you know yeah it's like bullshit you're studying you're watching a movie yeah. I'm like man I'm not kidding this is really like that's you my know, homework right yeah this, I'm <laughs> yeah. learning I'm learning right watch now watch a series yeah nice so. It was that was the issue because I've shot a music video in a really small house and it was a fucking nightmare. Like, was that the issue that it was really small? No, it too? was actually pretty it's, big. Like, you can I move just, around with the crew easily. Right, right. Like, it's just, everything. it's just, it's just a modern house. You know, it looks. It oh, looks, just the overall look. Yeah, was, it's just. Okay. I, I would have preferred something completely yeah. different. More yeah. like old school. Yeah, looking. way more old with, school. With a wallpaper in the wall. Yeah. Oh, that would yeah. Nice. Grapes. Yeah, some some nice probably like. Uh, like nice. vine things or some something you know on the yeah. wall just to add on to that grandma like it would be fantastic but obviously we're on a budget yeah so, <laughs> yeah so but, but yeah no even even that i don't i mean and and not to not to say anything rude on sam but i don't care what sam gets in karma department give me all the give me the, give me the look i mean like this guy can do wonders with an iphone like i'm sure yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no, those cook lenses were great though Mega <laughs> yeah yeah those lenses i fell in love with them yeah, I mean, no. for the other project that i shot i'm uh I use the same le- the same manufacturer, but the anamorphic ones, which mm. give you a totally crazy different look. So yeah, no, it, it like for this story, I think it's great. And look, I think w- what I like about Brian and like he understands what what it takes to make something, you know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we both do, you know. And then I also understand the budget limitations. You know, I would love to get an Alexa sixty five and just shoot this whole. I would love to. You know, but at the end of the day, it just becomes about us, you know, about his story. Right. And my skills as a DP, not about the camera or the lenses that we have. Exactly. Now, does it help to have better glass? It absolutely does. It makes a whole world of a difference. You know, some people just don't want to go out of their way or or like put that money out of their pockets to, you know, like stretch the buck a little farther and then give it a very stylized look. You know, I know some 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 classmates of ours just rented the Promise filters after they saw Mama's Waltz, you know, and they saw how beautiful they were. <laughs> and it's funny because it, it seems to be the repeating um, thing throughout every project now is the Promised uh, filter and the actors, apparently. Like, <laughs> you know, everyone used the same the same things. But, you know, it's great. It, 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 it proves to work. Yeah. So I get it. I can't blame anyone because of that. Yeah. You know. And we're and we're speaking of the actors. Like, how did you got? How did how did you meet them? How's the casting process for you guys? So, um, it, obviously, we had a huge uh, casting call for not just uh, our projects but for everyone's. So we had like a total of I think eight or nine projects worth auditioning for over there. Um, that that time back in 
I think February. How do you remember? Yeah, it was February, like like around fourteenth. Yeah, around there. Yeah. And a hundred and sixteen people showed up, right? And this is the auditions, you know, in person. I can only imagine how many were video auditions uh, that couldn't make it. Um, I know I had a few as well. So we're, let's let's say probably like one hundred fifty, right? Gotcha. Out of the one hundred fifty people, you know, uh, there's when I was writing the script for the comedy. You know, I already had pictured one person in mind. I still wanted him to audition, audition just because I always, I don't want to set my image to just one person because who knows, maybe I might like someone else more. But this guy, Andres uh, Simonian, like I've worked with him before, you know, and I knew he, he was going to get the part. I knew he was going to do it perfectly. And he did. He did a fantastic job when I saw him. Apparently, everybody else liked him too. So, oh, that's good. So, so, yeah, no. And, and it, it's, it's very good on him and you know i'm good on everyone else too because they're also going to have an amazing project because he's in it i mean otherwise he wouldn't have been picked for three workshop or i mean we're going to be seeing a lot of him the day we <laughs> we showcase this him and glay um, oh my god oh, glay, i met her yesterday. i she's will in a bunch. She's in a bunch. i will not further this but uh, i will this I, is my my I, commercial break man uh, <laughs> it's just I can't. I, I'm it. just. I'm, my biggest concern is the order in which they play this because it's gonna. <laughs> it's gonna oh, be like man. undress, undress, yeah, undress. That can, be <laughs> that's, that can be distracting. Yeah, sure, no, it's gonna be total. Exactly, it's yeah. gonna take away from the story, and you, I think that's gonna be like our biggest problem in the showcase is that we're relying on the same actors, and I get it because that is what we found to be like the best, the best four hour stories. And I totally understand that. And I, I if that has to wait, if that has to be the case, that has to be the case. But that says a lot about Miami actors. Yeah. It says a lot about Miami actors. Yeah. So but on, on the on talk about Amy, I mean, Amy has been like, <laughs> she's been selected in just about every semester. There's an audition, you know, she even got picked for this one for a film. For which, which one's Amy? Amy, the mom? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Just Amy, to be clear. Amy yeah. Schultz. Gotcha. She is terrific. She is. It's. It's always. Uh, it was actually the first time I ever worked with SAG, and I see <laughs> just how uh, how how much work they pile on you with all this paperwork, and it's just mm -hmm. like, like yeah. you're just like, damn, dude, I have to fill all this out. But like, it's worth it. But it's, it's so worth it. Worth it. it is. Well, what do you so mean? Uh, who's Zach? What, what paperwork? SAG. Zach. Oh, I thought you said Zach. My no, bad. Zach. I misheard you. I Zach. misheard you. I'm like, who's Zach? Come on, man. <laughs> Zach. We're Zach. talking you have here. Headphones, yeah. and you. <laughs> These are all for show, dude. These are, and we're not even filming they're, this. They're not we're even. Not, <laughs> they're not even plugged. They're not even plugged. <laughs> <laughs> Hope Khalil comes and takes like a BTS picture. <laughs> what? Like, what is this fool doing with headphones? They don't even work. <laughs> but yeah, no. Shout out to Amy, man. No, shout Honestly. out to Amy. Yeah, like Amy was, you know, taught by Burt Reynolds. She's been, Jeez. she's a multi, uh, uh, film festival winning actress. Like it's, like honestly, when I saw her, her do her take, I had very little notes to give back to her. I'm like, you got it, and that was for the comedy. So when I transitioned her over to the horror, she's like, oh, you know, this won't be a problem. She's already done several horror. Wait, horror. sorry to cut. You transitioned after you already cast? Yeah. Him? Oh, no, that's yeah. crazy. It's I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know. No, my yeah. whole character backgrounds, they, they had to change a bit. So I'm just like... I thought like your rough script was like a, the, the comedy and then like your second draft was already no, like No, no, like... Oh, yeah, no, okay. I had about like five rough drafts of comedy and then about nuts. like two after that were... That were just uh, so like two weeks before the shoot or something. Like but it still had it had it had very <laughs> similar nuts. plot points. We just changed the tone entirely. I, okay. So gotcha. that wasn't that big of, a, of an issue. It was just like 
it's just I'll have to choose my words carefully a lot more and just restart that. But we still yeah. have the same plot points going on. Gotcha. Right. Okay. So, so uh, that was very interesting, and <laughs> I kind of threw a little you know conundrum at them, but they were able to to adapt to it, and they they got it perfectly, you know. Uh, but yeah, no, they were great to work with. Awesome, awesome. I definitely recommend them. I just. <laughs> I just hope there's more of them, you know, that don't look like them at all. Yeah, <laughs> it's because of, course, that, of course. You know, of their talent. I mean, we're going to be seeing Undressed three times. So yeah. <laughs> and I'm still a little bit bothered by that. Just a little bit. But I totally get it, like I said. I mean, yeah. it has to be, I would do the same thing. Yeah, it, those are like the pros and cons to like the collaborative casting. If you're going to be casting with other film, you know, yeah. directors, yeah. like the pros, yeah, you, you get a bunch of people. And you know what is <laughs> funny, man? I said it. Like, I hope nobody casts the same people and, and i told brian and i told everyone and then it's funny because everyone is like oh i was the first one to cast them yeah of course well, Every, I, 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 yeah. i've yet to hear that but yeah yeah and they're like oh and then everyone took it from you know like, i don't know who was first i mean yeah. we'll never know, i don't, I don't know? give yeah, a damn yeah, who's like first that, but, but it's just the problem itself yeah but yeah. yeah whatever we'll just have to figure it out with a fist fight and yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah no but i'm really proud of 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 Andres, like this is this is huge for him. I mean, to just change into different characters in such a little time and just prepare oh, yeah. for three different things. I mean, he that's... literally he literally made a reel in like a semester, pretty pretty. Yeah, much, right? basically, yeah. No, and he like, really got his name out there instantly, like, like five films. Yeah, like. and we, like uh, he, he we I worked with him previously on another film called The Request, which was the film we shot before Mama's Waltz, and and from then like like I guess that at first it was a, a woman named Eleni. Right, who had worked with him, and when I saw him working there, shout out to Eleni. Shout out to Eleni. I love you, Eleni. I I, I barely know you, but uh, I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> so so, and then from there, I I grabbed him, and we had some people that you know, like uh, that that were also working on project. They saw him act, and you know, he know they they saw that he did a fantastic job, right? So when they saw him in the auditions, it was like a no brainer to go for him. You know, he's 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 upcoming, man. He's an upcoming star. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. No, he's great. And you know what else? I think a lot of the, a lot of actors, right, get too caught up in being actors and they just forget about everything else, or they just stop caring. You know, and when I when when I look at by, what do you mean by that? okay, so I think this also happens to crew and 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 everyone else. You know, okay. but but people just like completely forget that we're all trying to like push for the same things and mm, okay. you know and then some actors just become really really difficult you know like diva kind of like they get diva, into that yeah realm, like i would become... yeah you if you want to put it that way yes yes uh it, it just becomes really really difficult they're like or either ghosting and, and not replying to like your oh, so, you like know they stuff don't take like it seriously that as, or they as... didn't take it see i don't know i don't know what is it that's the word yeah that's no and, and yeah i mean the reason i don't direct because i i I couldn't stand that. I can't stand <laughs> Like, I'm sorry for my actor friends and the good actors that I work with, you yeah. know, because that's why I work with them, because they're good. But yeah. besides that, it's like, dude, I don't... I, you're fucking, like, making my life a living hell. You know, I, I, I don't want to deal with your bullshit. I don't have the time to deal with your bullshit, you know? So the the thing about, you know, Andres and Amy, um, they were great. Like, they they were always, like replying they were always like constant they're mm -hmm. involved and i wasn't there for this but i know and i'm pretty sure they asked questions about their characters and they 
you know, and they, they wanted to know more and more and more and more and pushing this guy to the edge. And I think that's that's what a good actor does, you know, and they're yes. involved and they care for the process. You know, you can see that the that there is a passion, you yeah. know, behind this. And yeah, at the end of the day, like they're they're gonna be the face of the exa- film and yeah. like the, exactly. really they're, so they, yeah, they should they're care in, the most of embodying anything. Exactly, dude. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I think to me that a great part, you know, it it's that it's it's the the care and the and the importance that they give to this, you know, to this this craft, you know, that we're all involved in. Mm-hmm. So to add on, I mean, they, yes, they both asked me several questions about the character, in which I was so happy to hear these questions. Yeah. I love I love when actors uh, ask me all these things because it makes me start to think a lot more about it as well, you know. So. Uh, and that's good because I know, like, and this is what I've been telling Sam and everyone I've ever worked with, you know, this is not my project. This is ours. I want everyone to feel as, as like, they're putting in a part in it. And especially if the actors, if they have, like, suggestions or the way, different ways to go about it, I'm going to listen. I'm not going to say no because I'm like, this is the way I'm going to do it. Like, I hate people that are like that with that direct, with that kind of direction. Mm-hmm. I hate it because it's, I mean, like, as Sam said earlier, and, and it's a collaborative art form, you know? It's not one sole you know, person just, you know, calling all the shots. No, it's like there's there's multiple ideas coming from multiple different sections of the of uh, of the film aspect. So uh, I have uh, when I have like these two talented actors asking me all these things, you know, it keeps me wondering, you know, and or probably even adding on more to the characters that I didn't or- originally thought of. And since I've worked with Andres already, like, the dude's brilliant, and I know, <laughs> I know, I'm giving him a lot, a little bit more praise here. But I thought this was quite genius what he did on set, and I didn't stop it because at some point I literally felt like I was actually about to lose control of my actors in terms because like, Amy's playing a harsh mother, right? So, and and Andres knew that, and what Andres likes to do, you know, because of his nature, is that he likes to mess around on set. He likes to tell jokes and whatnot, and I think it's because Amy saw that there was like a lack of seriousness seriousness in him that it she she started to get really upset about that but I know Andres was doing that just to manipulate more emotion from her to get her more enraged because that is her character her character is supposed to be a harsh person so when Andres got into character Amy was set like Amy was annoyed by him which yeah. added on to the story I didn't stop that even though Amy was like like Andres stop like she's just like she was had enough and I'm like while, they, while I, they're not shooting? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. This was behind the scene. I was oh, like wow. witnessing yeah. the tension between yeah. them. I'm like, and God. I, I didn't want to stop that because I'm like, I know I'm dressed well enough to know what he's doing. And yeah. it's brilliant. Like, I'm oh just my like, God. And, yeah. I, and like, he does that. You know, it's not just me getting out of it uh, from the actor. It's the actors themselves helping each other out. It's like, you know. And he got slapped for reals. And he, did, he got slapped <laughs> by the mom. By, by the yeah, mom. Yeah, he slapped And them. that's I, I uh, wanna, on, on screen. Oh, yeah, that was say. No, like, but, but. He wasn't expecting uh, it, though. But he wasn't. No, but, but, yeah. The, but yeah. you told her to do it, right? Yeah. I'm okay. Like, <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. If, I'm like, if you hit him, you hit him. You know? Yeah, like do me that favor too. Oh. I'm also that, a little bit annoyed by it. That was that was the peak of the tension. I think I was like, oh, like she got it out of her system. Maybe she's like I was waiting like, for that. Yeah, slap. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go change your lens, guys. It's funny because like, <laughs> like the moment that that show was over, she's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. She's like, no, no, no it's fine, it's fine. Don't worry about it. He was so pissed. Was like a snake on his face. Like, yeah. yeah. Shit. <laughs> Dang, no, but it was it was great. Funny. It's funny. I th- like, I thought I was losing control, but damn, dude. Like, I was just like, what would I do in this situation? Like, no, I can't I can't say calm down because that's 
that's not the characters right now. I can't yeah. say calm down. I just had to let it play. Just let's just get the next shot now, right now, you know. But oh, yeah, man. I don't know if I, I can talk. Well, we're already we're past the hour, so if I didn't even cut, I don't know if we can talk about this. But just real quick, I remember one of my first shorts. I had um, my lead actress. We during our break, she decided to take a a, a smoke break, but not a cigarette. So she comes back, and her eyes are red oh. during the through during the right when we're about to start shooting again, and she's the lead. And like yeah. there is literally a close up scene and I'm like I'm looking and I'm like why does why do her eyes look like that? And then like one of the one of like the the PA's like, Oh, I just saw her smoking with this kid. I'm like, No way, no. dude. I was I was like furious. Dude, that's like, fired, man. Like yeah, yeah. but that was Get after like, fifteen hours of shooting. Oh, it was like God. an eighteen hour shoot. It was ridiculous, that's dude. Inc- that's incredibly irresponsible. Yeah, yeah, dude. I was like, Come on, man. And it was like and then yeah, but just that was just a quick quick yeah. thing about yeah. Yeah, when man. shit goes wrong on your set. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, dude, I I see that you have that question here. One of the things, dude, I think, yeah, I, and I think it. this is an important like thing that we <laughs> we were race, like I said, you know, we had a visual arc in in which you know like we start cool and then we end up warm, right? So the ending of the film takes place outside, you know. So we were shooting, and then like I knew that I had to be done with something at this time. Because if we didn't make it out outside, oh, yeah. we were gonna run out of light, you know, like we were gonna like completely lose the sun, you know, and and it's it, you can replicate sun, but to make it effectively, it, you need power, you need big lights, and you know this is where the 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 extended budget would have come in, you yeah. know. Um, <laughs> but I was like, okay, we we made it out outside, and then we will tr- we will troubleshooting one of the shots that it's, it's a complex movement and he wanted something very specific in the frame at a very specific time, you know? And, and, and yes, I'd love to take on a challenge. So it's like, great, let's do it. I wasn't operating. Uh, my good friend, Umberto, uh, shout out to Umberto. I love, love you, you, man. Hey, shout we out. Um, he was operating and then we're, you know, rehearsing this and doing it until we got comfortable with it. And when we shot it, we shot it a few times and we got it, you know? And, by the time we started moving along, we started losing the sun. You know, like not e- not only like we weren't losing it like completely, like it's past the horizon, but palm trees started getting in the way mm. so that it started to block it. You know, yeah. and then the, there were shadows on their faces, and the background was mm. like fully blown. And I was like, "Oh my god, man!" Like, and this was Sunday, I believe, so there was no other time we were gonna be able to remember. We're renting shit. Yeah. So, meaning we can't go back and reshoot this or, like, pick it up somewhere else. Like, we have to finish this. Yeah. So, uh, I'm like, what the hell? You know, and this is something, like, you know, that happens very often, you know. But this was the first time that happened to me. And I dealt it, I think, I dealt with it in a, in a, in a professional way, you know. Um, I called my boy, like, Danny Boy and, and, and Kufri, you know. They were there. And they're like, guys, let's whip out the 12 by, you know, which is this big, big, like, um, like piece of fabric that diffuses light. So I'm like, let's just take out all the sun, all the hard sun. Just take it out, you know, just diffuse it nicely uh, so, so we can get that warmth. So we got that out, so we were blocking the sun, and then we like had to whip out uh, uh, an M18, which is a very powerful light, to replicate the sun. So we were moving along the scene and everything, so I was like, my hands, our hands were tight. We're like, we can't 
we can't fuck up too much, you know? Because there's a lot of light coming in from a lot of different places mm -hmm. that we're not going to be able to replicate fully because we don't have the resources. We don't have the, you know, all the lights that we want. We don't have a generator. Yeah. You know, so it's like literally you have to work with what we have. So it's what, probably like 7.30, you know, we're still shooting. We're still trying to get the lines right. You know, Brian's still like, another take. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> my God. I'm like, please. Umberto is dying. He's sweating. He's like life away yeah. you know like that that thing is is a handheld camera so it yeah. wasn't easy D real quick just super quick you know, how, what was like the longest uh scene that like you took the most takes do you remember is was there one that you took like 12 takes or something like that like something crazy no no i i tried never to go that much i'm <laughs> 12 not takes. I, I'm, I'm very i'm very like to the point like with the whole time like, yeah you i had to be i i like Dude, I'm not going to say any names, but I remember there's this one guy fucking did 10, no, yeah, like 10 or 12 takes for a wide shot of four people conversing. Oh and there was, there was medium shots going on. And I'm just like, dude, Jesus Christ, 10 takes of this? I mean, like, you could just work around with the medium shots. Like, just move on, you know? You don't need all this. So I think the most takes that we had was probably five. Five? I think that's the yeah, most. Could yeah, it could be. Yeah. It's, it was a very simple shoot, you know? Yeah, yeah. it was very, yeah. That, I mean, I think that that was part of the key to success. Yes. Like, it was it was simple. We were prepared. We were yeah. prepared as fuck, you know? Nice. Um, <laughs> like, we, we, we knew what we wanted. We knew how to, I knew how to get it, you know? And he knew what he wanted from his actors. And the actors knew what they needed to say. Everyone was ready. Like, besides that thing with the set, because it always happens. You're running a little late. You're, like, you know, like, it's just, it's like, we weren't running late to the start of the scene. We just ran late while in the scene because of performance. I get it. We're not going to settle for something that, you know, he's not happy with. Exactly. So it has to be done. There's literally no way around this, you know? And then, my, you know, like, then it's, it's me, you know, like, I, I have to take the, you know, the spotlight there. And I'm like, fuck. Like, I have to figure this out so that we can finish this. So, by the time we finished, the sun was completely gone, right? It was, like, I want to say, like, 8 o'clock. There was no sun. There was no more, like, warm light anywhere. And we were just, like, running on, like, just power from lights. And if you see the frame, and then you'll see it, you know, in the film. Like, I, I think we made a good job, like, just blending everything and... Obviously, with some color correction here and there's some minor tweaks, it will blend like perfectly. But it was definitely like one of the biggest, biggest challenges that we faced on. I think the only big challenge on set, especially with the M18 shutting down. Oh, yeah. The, oh. How could I forget about that? The the power that that <laughs> light was drawing wasn't like was more than what the, like some of the outlets could give us. You know. Mm. Um. In paper, it should work, but you know this is a, a little try and error, like sometimes. So we had to keep, you know, going and going. That also made us late. You know, the actors were ready, and my bad. I was just blaming the actors. I completely forgot about that part. But yes, while the actors were ready, mid take, the light would die. Yeah, and you would notice, you would yeah. feel the, the change in lighting, and it's like, God damn it! I mean. What the fuck is happening? Yeah, it was you know? so funny to just see like Ethan running around. Yeah, like, Ethan, <laughs> shout out to Ethan, god like, damn it. E Ethan was just like, yeah, no, e shout out to Ethan, man. He was just running around my entire house and then he's just like, all right, check if it works. And then it's like, one, two, three. And it's just like, oh, yeah, it get makes. Get for an alpha, get for an alpha. Like, yeah. I'm like, dude, this. 
No, I, that, I, like, I, I loved seeing that because like everyone's like, dude, we gotta get this like yeah, on the ball. Yeah. Like everyone's on, not just Ethan, oh, everyone. And I, everyone, I love seeing it. Everyone moves in unison. Yeah, dude. you know, everyone's trying to find that solution. Yeah, <laughs> no, and that's and and I think just like maybe to conclude, you know, I think that's that's a magical part about films, right? We we just said it was very, it's a, it's a collaborative effort between a lot of people moving in a lot of different ways, and you have to some like somehow focus everyone into moving in the same direction you know and we're all tugging the same way and we're all pushing for the same thing and once that happens it's magic man you know like you feel there everything's working everyone is like doing their job everyone's happy you the actors are giving you like things you know like that you didn't they didn't expect but it's great you know the camera is going the focus pulling is working the lights are there like everything is moving perfectly and we're all telling the same story and I just think that's magical, man. I mean, that to me is, is I want to say, the orgasm of film. Yeah. You know, and you're there and you're <laughs> like, you know you got something yeah. special, man. Yeah. Special group of people. And, 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 and in, some, like, in, in some ways, you don't want it to end. You know, you mm-hmm. become a family. And, and, and now it's, it's, it's crazy to think that it's over. You know, like us as, as a crew of, of student filmmakers, you know, then we're just going to take the student part out and we're just filmmakers, you know. So a lot of the things that, like, bounded us to work together are not there anymore now we're just solely relying relying on 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 our relationships and what we what we want and what we believe in so you know it's going to be interesting moving forward to what's going to happen yep yeah i agree with that 100 percent All right, this is a fan question. We have one fan question from our, from our Twitter poll. Can we expect a Mama's Waltz 2? No. <laughs> I love the pause. Oh this is dramatic. <laughs> yeah, this is the part where you put like that, you know, like a yeah. little drum roll. No. No, no Mama's Waltz No, no Mama's Waltz. I... Like what if HBO wanted you to do a series of Mama's Waltz okay, so in other countries? So here's the thing. I, will, I, I am willing... Japanese. Like, the only, re, the only time I will ever go back on, like, the whole Mama's Waltz approach is if, you know, I have a lot more budget and, they, like, someone was like, hey, remake this but with a higher budget, which I don't think is going to happen. I think they're just going to like how it is already. But, I mean, like, it, it's fine. You know, anything can happen. But yeah, yeah. That's, that's, like, the only time. Because I always like... Moving on and progressing with all I the feel, different I'm the stories. Same. Oh, this guy's fucking crazy. He's already. We're already working on the next film. You know, nice. this one's not even done. And then, <laughs> and we already worked on one like a month ago in yeah. Gainesville. Yeah, we oh, shot sweet, one. Man. It, that, that was a great. That one was a great experience to like. You know, a lot of people here know that I that I'm an expensive person. You know, like to to work with. Like, and it hurts. And it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. And expensive? You mean like what do you mean? Expen- by that? Yeah, like Sam's I. Sam's tastes are expensive. My taste, oh, my like, taste is expensive, but like, yeah, I like you know, I like to get uh, I, Onyx. I shout out to Onyx. He's always like, yeah, salmon, and then his toys, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, they're they're toys that every deep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're toys that every DP would like to have, you yeah. know, and they're not, you know, just like out of like just fucking. Oh, I want this, haha, <laughs> get it, yeah. you know. It's like it's something that at the end of the day ends up working for us you know yeah. it's a piece of equipment that helps us tell the story in a better way gotcha. you know so i always you know try to like i said like i explained the lenses thing you know if, if you want um if you want specific look then you need to like 
you know, go and explore and what gives you that look that you want, you know, and, and, and we've, we've done that, you know, I do that a lot and I try to get what I need and what I want for the project, you know. So, yes, I am an expensive DP to shoot, like, uh, with, you know, I, I, I request, this is what I want, you know, this is what, you know, I, and I try to push it as much as I can without being ridiculous and being like, I want a techno crane, you know, that's like $3,000 a day. It's like, no, I know, I know where to draw the line, you know. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've always want, like, I've always been, like, scaling up, and I always shoot, like, on RE, or I always shoot on, like, I've shot on film before, you know, 35, I've shot on 16, you know, I've shot with, like, reds, I shot basically with every single camera. But this one was a very short, very sweet, very, like, contained shoot, you know, very small crew, and it was good experience, I think, for both of us, you know, and I, and I talk for myself here, but... To scale it down back to the origin, you know, back when you mm -hmm. didn't have a budget, back when you didn't have $20,000 lenses, back when you didn't have like a $3,000 dolly, back when you don't have any of those comforts, you know, you don't have an, an external monitor for the director, you don't have a video village, you know, you go back to the all reliable method of like the director looking over your shoulder or maybe not even looking at the monitor and just trusting your DP that they're yeah. getting everything that they want and then that they, they're getting, you know, everything in the shot. And I think since we've worked together so much, you know, he trusts me a lot and I trust him a lot too. So that was, it was a great exercise, just like literally downsizing everything and, and, and trying to make something good with very, very limited resources, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I enjoyed it, and I think it's great. And now we're, we have a more ambitious shoot coming up in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, that so, one's going to be bananas. Yeah. Mama's Waltz 2? Mama's Waltz 2. <laughs> the Request 2, baby. The request. Mama's Waltz meets The Request. Um, but, yeah, dude, it's great. It's great. I think, you know, every every project is different. Every venture is different. But as long as you find a way to make it work and everyone's happy, then, you know, just move on to the next one. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, think of the, the amount of movies that, like, there's sequels, and you think to yourself, there shouldn't have been a sequel. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, dude. I hope you get a lot of golden nuggets in this thing. We talked a bunch of shit. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot. No, I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. We're about at an hour 25 right now. Uninterrupted, oh. too. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Solid. It was solid. It was great. It was great. Now we need to do some... Uh, some cocktails, you know. There you go. Ten. What is it now? Eleven. Oh, it's eleven seventeen. That's pretty good. Bro, this cocktail. is brunch time already, man. <laughs> you know, some mimosas, some mimosas, some some bloody marys that Brian loves. Oh, oh bloody marys. Gross. Oh, I was about to say. I'm I, like, oh god. I, I like him, bro. Like I like. Him? I like him. I like him, dude. They're like. I'm like too picky with drinks, but that one is never like enticing. Really? I've never been like, damn, I want to. No, that shit I looks good. Like, I've never stand. been like that. Cannot stand. I, I like it. I mean, I don't love it. Bloody I, I, Mary is the worst drink that has slid down my throat. It has been my greatest displeasure to ever come across it. Well, like, I've only seen that like at, like during like brunches, but you can drink yeah. that at night too, right? Like, well, I wouldn't. Really. I wouldn't do it. It's I wouldn't more of do a brunch. Yeah, I think I would say so. I mean, Ooh. I'm not. I'm basic. I like the what, like the screwdriver, what, like just fucking OJ. I love that stuff. Oh, that's what, a good one. Like Bloody Mary for brunch. It's like what a way to ruin the rest of your day. Like, this <laughs> well, <laughs> the start of your day Which and the rest. Doesn't have broccoli in it or celery? No, it's celery. Oh, broccoli. What the fuck? <laughs> what the? Well, who served you the yeah. Bloody Mary? Well, I don't know what kind of Bloody Mary you have. 
with broccoli, dude. Well, let's just say that like, he has a very, very bad taste in drinks. And I'll just put... Well, maybe some people would disagree. Why? What do you drink? Oh, he's all about the... Okay. All right, so he's going to speak for me. I will, right. I will. I will give an anecdote, you know. If I ever go out with this guy, I let him get his drink first. Yeah. Because I don't want to be the guy that he's with while he gets his drink. Yeah. Meaning, he always gets that fruity shit. You know, and I don't want people thinking we're in a relationship. Yeah. You know, like, like we're not going to go make out in the car. Like, he, he just likes yeah. the Cosmopolitans and the, you know, and the sex on the beach. I can't, yeah. yeah I mean, it tastes I, so good, though. You know, like. You know, if I'm going to drink, I'm going to drink to enjoy my drink. That's, I, that's, I just pretend like I don't, you know, know him while I get my Guinness like a normal person, yeah, you know, you like go. just. Can't go wrong. But it's way more fattening, though. <laughs> you see listen man i mean the good thing is like it's now everything is accepted and you know everything (laughs) everyone everyone has a preference yeah you know dude no dude bloody mary's they taste like a big rotten tomato that has been running on a treadmill for about 30 minutes and then all the sweat that has come out of it is made into a drink that's that's what it looks like yeah that's what it looks like that's what it tastes like but with vodka (laughs) vodka with vodka don't you Don't you dislike vodka? I do. I do. I've been recently, I got back on the vodka train. Like, I always had phases with, like, everything. Like, for years, it was whiskey. Like, the last, like, two or three years, it was whiskey. Now, it's, like, back on vodka again. (laughs) Just something about it. Like, lately, whiskey's been getting me sleepy, but I drink vodka, and it, like, wakes me up. It's weird. Right. Who knew the epilogue of this podcast will go back to drinks? Uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's the alcoholic in us. We're full circle We're full makers, as you can tell. We're all about the fucking sedatives. Yeah, <laughs> they say that writers are like the biggest alcoholics out of all of them. They say in, in film, <laughs> they say like that writers are all alcoholics. Oh man, like, I wouldn't. It was like they're just home all day writing. I like, wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't dude, doubt it. Just I've, I've had some wine while I, while I drank, yeah. dude. It's 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 some. It's it's I'm different. Sure it helps you get like a few ideas. I'm pretty sure they they drink at the end. Maybe like they'll write for like ten hours straight. Well, didn't like, Edgar Allan Poe just go about like wine and absinthe all I the time? So. Like <laughs> that guy was fucking wild, man. I know Stephen King was also a big alcoholic too. Like I don't know about now. And definitely, I know, like, uh, when he was writing like it and and the Carrie and all those all those like early mm, books. And yeah. definitely Hemingway. Oh er, yeah. Hemingway. Oh that guy's a man. Yeah, like yeah, he that's is man. a man. Yeah. The man. Yeah, <laughs> the guy who made Fight Club, uh, the writer of the book Fight Club. Oh yeah, he was like oh, a yeah. maniac. Just a picture that Hemingway getting a drink with this guy. Like they don't even fit in the same <laughs> spectrum. Like this guy's getting like a, a whiskey, not even on the rocks, just like yeah. raw. You yeah. know, give me, give me, give me, give me, <laughs> give me the drink straight. You know, and Brian's like, oh, can you please add an extra cherry to my Cosmopolitan, please? Extra <laughs> <laughs> cherry. Oh, oh man. So yeah, guy. like if you'd realize, welcome to the drinks podcast. Dude, if I actually had a drink for it with Hemingway, I think I would probably be the reason why he shoots himself. Like, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't like, disagree with that. He'll just be like about an hour with me in the room just drinking, and then he's like, "All right, I'm done. Like, I'm just gonna give me that shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, give me that barrel. Yep. Oh man, All right, so we ended off with a bang. Anything else you guys want to add? <laughs> Pun intended. Um, no, man. Just um. Chase your dreams, bro. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Wake up and do them. Hey, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Positive note. Okay. They always say endings are the hardest part of movie scripts. We knew it was going to be so (laughs) awkward to just end a podcast.
Yeah, what, what are we doing? Is this like, the part where we start making out with each other? Uh, I'm Sam, Sam Romero. I am the cinematographer of the project. And I am Brian Suarez. I am the director and screenwriter of this project. And I am Ruben Vega, the host of The Ruben Vega Show and host of this podcast for Mama's Waltz, the movie. Thank you for listening, guys. Have a good day. Bravo.